When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hello, everyone. Here, Here we, we are. are. Welcome you into the carriage house. Excuse me. This is another first, Rana. This is a carriage house first. Yes. And we can't wait for people to let us know what they think about this. I think they're going to love it. Absolutely. This is like when Mariah Carey released her album, 13. That might not have been what it was called, but uh-huh. it had 13 of her number one hits. Right. Okay, sure. With, Absolutely. Exactly. Or Madonna's greatest hits, which Immaculate Collection. Uh-huh. The Immaculate Collection. Exactly. That's what this is. This is the Immaculate Collection. This is the Immaculate Collection. But there will a- be no Justify My Love. Well Fool- with- Tom Foolery. Uh well, I don't know if that's true, actually, okay. based on today's theme. But that's AKA true. You're right. This is actually a pretty sexy one. This is our first episode of classic cliffhangers is what we're calling it. As yes. everyone knows, every week we have a cliffhanger letter from the free feed that we answer on the Patreon feed. So we've done, what, more than six months now of Patreon episodes? Excuse yes. me. Excuse me. We started we, in February. We have a history. So we thought, wouldn't it be fun if we took some of our classic cliffhangers that yeah. all the free feed people don't ever get to hear the answers to? Yeah. And we put them into a little compilation for you. Are you in for a treat? Now, this week's episode, my understanding. Now, I have to be honest and say the staff really pulled this together. And Adam O'Byrne, yeah, Anthony, yeah, Brendan. Adam, Tony. Well, Brendan, I don't know whether he was involved or not. Oh, Dante, okay. I, I never know what he's doing. So right, sure. It's unclear. But yeah. for sure. What about Nick? Did he have anything to do with this? Who's Nick? Oh, who song? No. Yes. Oh, Nick. That's a person. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know whether he's involved or not. But what I about know, Moose Muscleman? What about- <laughs> Did he have anything to do with this? <laughs> what about Moose Muscleman? Did he have anything to do with this? We have to find out. One of the staff is growing and growing well, and growing. Well, we'll have to do a classic Moose Muscleman episode because last week's episode with Christian Brown was nothing but uh, Moose Muscleman talk the whole time. Well, but that, but yes, that's right. For our first classic Cliff Hamilton, we- Hangers, excuse me. We're looking at letters that touched on matters, pardon me, uh, related to carnality. What? The libido, the bourgeois. Insertion. The the carnal embrace. Yes. All sorts of Uh, Whatever it is. Yeah. I honestly, Ronna, I am, I am, this episode. This is a little too, I, now that I'm actually looking at this. I, I realize that this is a little bit racier than it's I a probably bit down would have and gone dirty. for the first one. It's a little bit down and dirty, but I have to say this is a real moment of pride for me this episode. So we're going to mix it up right off the bat. Okay. Let's go. We're going to start with the dilemma of the molested minister. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. 
I don't know if any of you, you probably do remember this cliffhanger because it was read at the end of Free Feed episode 29 with special guest Trixie Mattel. Fabulous. And the answer came at the beginning of Patreon episode 14. So, ladies, gentlemen, others, the molested minister. Okay, here we go. This is the cliffhanger from the free feed, and it's a doozy. Dear Rana and Brian, I'm in a bit of a pickle and desperate for sage advice. My tale might sound like the start of a man-on-man romp, but unfortunately, it's all true. Recently, I was honored to be the minister for one of my dear friends. Standing at the altar with her and her new husband, I was happy to be a part of what I hoped would be a long and healthy marriage. Hmm. That night, the bridal party and groomsmen went out on the town with the happy couple. I've known the bride and her now husband for many years as a gay man. I've never gotten a vibe from him. Imagine my surprise when I found his hand massaging my upper thigh. I was shocked into silence. I hope they had an arrangement I didn't know about. However, as the night went on, the groom kept kept coming or cornering me. It says corning me, but I think that's a very different thing. Who but- has an arrangement on their wedding night? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It truly doesn't matter how cool and open you are. That's the night where- It's your wedding night. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So he kept coining him. The groom kept corning me to discuss the grocery (laughs) list of things he wanted me. It's funny. The groom kept corning. Want to get corned? Couple of kernels. (laughs) I'm going to corn you. Corn you. (laughs) What'd you do last night? Corned. Got corned. Got corned. Guy kept trying to corn me in this barn. I had to get out of there. (laughs) (laughs) The groom kept corning me to discuss the grocery list of things he wanted me to do to him. It became apparent that my friend was in the dark. For the sake of your audience, I won't scandalize. However, a lot of these are advanced techniques. If Brian needs context, please write back. I never wrote him back. That was a huge mistake. Because well, I'm not we, the- well, we wrote him back on your on your behalf. Oh, good. Did he say anything? And that's when we've got. Oh, that's an what the update is. Yes. So Ron and I have not read the update, and we have Be- not read the update. We haven't. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not the devil made flesh. I did not reciprocate. However, I still received text messages from the groom wanting to talk, always assuring me that my friend is a slave. Help. Should I ignore him for the rest of time or make a plan to expose this philandering charlatan for who he is? There is a financial inequality with this marriage, and it would change my friend's life if they got divorced. Also, quarantine, signed, molested minister. So should I read the update first, or do we answer this Absolutely. We okay. So basically, we wrote back to this guy. Adam wrote back to him, uh, producer Adam. Fabulous producer. And said, uh, listen, Carriage House is very exclusive. Yeah. It's just friends. It's just almost 2,000 friends yep. who are very exclusively spending some very quiet time together. That's right. Would you care? Is there anything you'd be willing to share with people in the carriage house that you really wouldn't share on the free feed? And of course, what do you want Brian to know? So he wrote back with an update, but I haven't read on. it and neither than you. Do you want to read it? Here no, I go. think you should read it. Me? Well, yeah. It's, it's going to be dirty. I don't know. I've, I've literally not read a word of it. Of course it's dirty. He said, if Brian wants extra details. Okay. All right. I'll read you dirty update. <gasps> okay. Thank you. You've read ahead. <laughs> Just for a second, but I think it's, it's all okay. Thank you for taking up my cause. Some extra info. Had I slept with the groom, his first sexual experience as a married man would have been cheating on his wife with me. I do not live in the same state as the couple. I do see the bride several times a year for the odd excursion. 
I never thought the groom was gay and closeted. In the past, he's gotten in trouble for talking to other women. I don't think he's ever disclosed his bisexuality to his wife. Rana, thank you for your continued wisdom and entertainment during these strange times. Brian, your mustache is wonderful. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. That's very nice. Fabulous guest. Keep being you. P.S. Would you be so kind to not use my name? It's a little unique, and I would hate for the bride to find out this way. Cheers. I forgot the scandal portion. (laughs) This I read ahead on. The groom (laughs) wanted me to pound him until he climaxed completely hands-free. He didn't want to touch himself. He just wanted to bite the pillow and get rung like a church bell. Bringing God into this is outrageous. Although he made this abundantly clear, he was also fine with giving me a blowjob in his wedding suite next to his sleeping bride. Oh. All of this he told me across the table from his new wife what wait he said it across so did she hear that no she couldn't have heard it in other words they were at the post drinks or the reception or whatever and he was sitting next to this guy she was talking to someone else because it was her wedding night and so she was to doing the receiving line and having that having what she thought was the happiest night of her life and you know that bubbly bride energy, talking to everybody, talking to this one and that one, because of course on your wedding night, you're famous. You're the only person in the room. And he was saying to the other guy across the table, do you want to come into my room? I want you to, all of the things that we just mentioned. And by the way, didn't what's so crazy is he didn't say, throughout all of this craziness, he didn't say, let's go to your room. He said, I want you to come to my suite where my bride is. My, I have a couple of questions here. One question to me is, I think, I think for the groom, it was the thrill of saying these things in public. I think there is an element to getting away with something. Exactly. Because that that brings in the wedding suite too. If the other guy said, well, I also think if the other guy said, okay, I'll meet you in your room in 10 minutes while your bride's asleep. I don't think... That would happen. No, I don't either. I think the, the groom would say, oh, it seems like she's waking up. Or, oh, she just, oh, oh she's see. stirring. I think he wanted to take everything to the brink. So he wanted to, he's, everything he's talking about is dangerous into the brink to some degree. And not very, dangerous, but talking about wanting well, to have sexual to- relations and not touch himself is all about having things done to you and taking no participation in the act. Yeah. And However, really is, yeah. giving the blowjob, but I think he would chicken out if it came to giving the blowjob, at least on that night. I think that some people are just, they walk into the room penis first. And I don't even know that this guy could be categorized as bi. I, it seems like he just loves either talking about sex all the time or having sex all the time. It doesn't really care where it's coming from um, because this is not 
at all suggesting he wants an intimate moment with someone. I mean, this is someone, yeah, who wants to be pounded till he climaxes hands free, which by the way, he could do that with a dildo if he really wanted that. You know what I mean? And there is something to be said. Like, I think straight men are missing out a little bit by never having their prostate fully <laughs> touched because it is it is a way, you know, it's a G spot for sure. Well, I but, don't know if they never are, but they're not talking true. about it I would it say that much. not yes. as typically. They're not talking about yeah, it. Good point, Ron. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but this really has nothing to do with the mechanics of what's enjoyable and what's not enjoyable and whether this guy's a hedonist or not a hedonist. This guy, this was his wedding night. And this is his his wife's best friend. So you think he just needed to get everything out before? Her best gay friend. Yeah. I think he's probably, I don't know whether he's acting on things or he's not acting. I, I, I just thought about Anthony Weiner. Sure. One of these people who seems to have a very together life and have, you know, he's a congressman and a this and a that. And he just has a thirst to blow it all up. Like a all, blind all thirst. The time. Like just, he's so laser, but just the, his complete blinders on and he can't get out of his own head or it is testosterone. A, it is a sabotage streak. Yeah. It really isn't about the sex is a, this is like a, what they call a sex addict. The sex is a manifestation yes. of danger and excitement and all of these other things. It really isn't about, he, I don't think he would even ever ask his wife to do half of those things because he doesn't want to do them with her. He wants to do them in a way where he almost gets caught or he's not supposed to do it or the stakes. Are com- so he has this, his life is bifurcated. And he but, has that virgin whore thing that a lot of guys do. Well, they'll watch a porn of a woman getting whatever rammed every which way. They would never <laughs> do that with their wife ever. And it's that classic thing of like, someone stumbling in on what someone's watching to get them off. And it's something they've never tried to do with their partner. Hearing you say rammed every which way might be my favorite thing that's happened this week. It's It's true though. I mean, I think people, people are sometimes just categorize their fantasies and just think I could never do that with my wife. And it's okay to have fantasies and it's okay to watch porn and it's okay to like whatever you like, but, but we're getting away from what happened here, which is, it's humiliating. She, this guy is a good friend to both of them. It was yeah. her wedding night. It would be bad enough if it happened on a Tuesday when she, when she invited them over for dinner, but it wouldn't happen on a Tuesday. I mean, it might happen. He's still, he's still texting him and all of this, but he wanted the thrill of, he's the kind of guy that would smash the cake in her face while she's eating it. I was going to say like, it's so obvious that he just wanted to charge that night but but it really at her expense entirely and that is humiliating and, and embarrassing that's and it's it. even and I think cruel pa- and i think that's part of the thrill yeah. i think part of the thrill is destroying the thing he has with her yeah he can't allow himself to have that thing and so he has to knock her down a couple of pegs by having these secrets, these While compulsive secrets behind her back. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I, it does seem like he would meet up with this guy if this guy wanted to meet up with him. Don't meet up with him. Don't do that to uh, your friend. No, no, I don't think yeah. so. But the, the, the so really, his ultimate question is, what does he do? Does he tell her? No, I don't think you do. I. I Why not? I don't see what good comes of it at all. Um. 
unless you find out that he is really a serial cheater and with men or women is maybe putting her at risk of something. But I just don't know how you stay friends with someone who knows that about your husband and also stay, stay married. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, if she tells him and she doesn't end the marriage, then they're not going to be friends anymore. It's impossible. I think. Yes. I I think what you're saying is that you're putting the friendship at risk by by telling her this. Yeah, because if they stay married, it's over. Will be over. It'll be over. Yes, I think that. I think that is true. I think you. I think. You make an excellent point, which is you need to prioritize. How do you want this? You really need to, you need to really game it out. I hate to say it, mm-hmm. but how do you want this to end? I think you could do you talk to him. you want to end him? with you still being friends with her? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. I do think you could talk to him possibly. You can, of course, but, and say what? I guess just what you said at the the night of your wedding has really bothered me. And I just want to make sure that you're not putting my friend at risk for anything that you're not doing anything. Well, you could, well, that's an interesting point. If you wanted to be a really good friend, I mean, there is a world where you do nothing about this. Yes. And it runs its course. Yep. There is a world where you want to save your friend 10 years of headache because they just got married. Now let's watch them have kids and then let's find that's out. That's true. Yeah. This guy is all over the place. He's, Already has a wandering eye. He already, I mean, on this some is also level, the kind of guy who puts you deeply in debt and doesn't tell you about it. And on some level, she knows these things about him, but she, nobody knows this. No. You may know your husband has a wandering eye. You don't know this. You may even know he's addicted to porn or something, but yeah, yeah. you don't know this. But I agree with. We don't know whether he's acting on it or not, because I agree that his talk is risky, but I don't know whether his behavior is as risky. You're right. That's a big difference. But I think if you're willing to fall on your sword and say, I'm going to save her 10 years, and I'm going to tell her, and she can either stay married to this guy or not, that's one option. Another option, I think, is you say to this guy, let's meet for a drink. Well, I would say in a public place, but I don't think that's really a thing now. I suppose you could go for a social distance walk or something. And I think you just very simply say to him, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Just like that. You know, not even, of course you can get into, well, your text made me uncomfortable. It's really not even about that. What's going on? Mm -hmm. Are you unhappy with her? Are you blank? I mean, in a weird way, you have an intimacy with him now where you know something about him that a lot of people don't know about him. So you actually have the entree to say to him, look, I've known you for 10 years. I like you very much. What's going on here? What is this self-destructive streak about? Well, and he might say, oh, it's nothing. And he might laugh it off. We might this and that. And And you might say to him, I want to be a good friend to you and I want to be a good friend to her. And I feel like the only way I can do that right now is by saying to you, what are you doing? Because if you don't want to be married to her, don't be married to her. Yeah. But if you want to just continue on this self-destructive streak, you're going to leave a lot of, 
a lot of people in your in your wake. Do you think this guy ever approached the minister again and said like, "Oh, last night was crazy. I'm so sorry." Like, are the, uh, he said he's continued to text him and say she's asleep. Oh, he does. Oh my God, you're yeah. right. Yeah, he's oh a creep. My God, you're right. So this is ongoing. It's not but as what? simple as you might be attracted to the person that who's in another couple or a relation. That's not what's going on. He's here. also leaving a paper trail. I mean, this guy's like playing with fire. All you have yes. to do is show your friends these texts. Yes, but you're right that the the relationship will be over. The actually both it could be be over in both directions. Yeah. I mean, if you confront him, he could also say, "I don't want to hang out with Alan anymore." He's sort of, you know, I thought I liked him. Now I don't like him. And, you know, let's not spend time with him. Let's not be friends with him because he's worried about being exposed to something. But I think you sort of have to say the other, there's another option, which is I love you as a friend. I think you're a great guy. Well, don't say you think he's a great guy because he's not a great guy. But stop sending me texts like this. Just stop. I think especially if you want to end up proving your case in court at another point in time, you need to make it clear that he can't do this and that he should stop. Even if it's, who knows, it might be sort of titillating to get a text like that. Sure. Yeah, just I, wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind getting one or two. Same, but just, yeah. <laughs> end it. And, it. and if it starts to get more and more outrageous and spin out of control, then I think you have to tell your friend, but you also have to be good with not talking to her for probably a year or more. You don't have to tell your friend, but... It really is a very difficult mathematical equation because your friend he, this is guy in has for a, all, yeah. a lot of years of headache. Everything is going to shift no matter what you do. And you're right. It's either you're a bystander watching this, your best friend in this horrible. But also he's intentionally sloppy. So she's either going to find out from you or she's going to find out some other thing some other way. Yeah. But. Because at some point, he's probably going to want her to find out. And what about and the financial inequality? In too. There's a thrill in that, too, which is that he's going to want her to find out this guy's a real narcissist. And he's also just damaged, you know, from God knows how long ago. But he's going to want her to find out, and then he's going to challenge her to leave him. And she's not going to. And he's going to get another thrill off of that. This guy, that's and the I, kind of guy this in is. In terms of financial inequality, I i mean, of course, that's a concern. They don't, doesn't sound like they have children, but n- nothing is worth being treated like that. Um, well, no, but and if also, you want to be really potentially strategic, get half of everything. Yeah. And also you could be giving her a heads up, which is you saying. Build you know, your armor. Yeah. Build your case. Yeah. But. Also, when all of this comes out, I mean, what you should really do is save all these text messages and everything else. And then when it all comes out and she's saying, what am I going to do? And I can't afford to divorce him and da, 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 da. You say, here's 30 pages of text messages. And she's going to say, how could you not tell me? And he's going to say, put yourself in my position. Yeah. I didn't want to lose. I I didn't want to lose. I didn't want to lose your friendship. Yep. Wait a minute, Brian. I mean, all these months later, and I, yeah. I have to say, I am still stunned by this minister's predicament. Pardon me. It, I can't, it's is pretty this, wild. Is this how you met the lobsterman? Was he were you, was he the minister, minister at a wedding that you decided to squeeze in on? No, Ronna. Oh, no, I you t- met him at Starbucks. <laughs> no, I didn't. Well, yes, I met him you at Starbucks. Him. But- you smelled something fishy at Starbucks. Yes, and there, that's and right. And there he was. Isn't that how you met? And then we had a breakfast sandwich at, which I haven't been to in forever, the Driftwood. The Driftwood, yeah. 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 So 
honestly, look, these things yeah. happen. And I yeah. feel like one of the risks of being a handsome minister is that you yeah. might get molested. Right, right? All right. That's yeah. true, I suppose. Or yeah. you might do Look at the, Hot Priest. You might do the molesting, but that's another episode entirely. Entirely, right. And that's not really, we don't have time to get into that right now. As you All say, right. that's not really, though, as you would say, that's not what we're doing here. That's not what we're doing here. Yeah. No, like that. That's pretty good. I love your imitation of you. It's so bad. I, I really have the worst imitation of better. you. No, because you, I know you can do a good one. It's just that you always bail halfway in because you think you're going to insult me. Okay, let me try it. Yeah. That's not what we're doing here. It's not I great. I thought it was great, but I wanted the facial expressions while you were doing it too. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. All once right, here more. We, one more once time. More, Give once me more, one more. more. Okay. What, take three. Yeah. That's not what we're doing here. Perfect. <sighs> Absolutely perfect. Okay. Moving on to another cliffhanger that yes. excited, excuse me, the audience, as I recall, people were very into this. This was, this was uh, first read on the free feed, episode 27, when we had glamorous Hollywood power couple, Megan Rath and Jack Cutler, Scott, excuse me. Wonderful. Who have b- since been married, since they were on the show. Yes. They were engaged, came when they came on the show, and then they were married uh, during COVID. Which well, I'm glad this show didn't ruin the relationship. Uh, well, we don't know. We know they got married. We don't know what's going <laughs> on now. Uh, and the answer was Patreon episode 12 is where people found the answer. Now, the tease for this one is this. Who doesn't love a good massage? No, boy. This is real drama, real stakes, real cliffhanger. Real, yeah, um, real, real important stuff here. Real important. And I think, actually, I read it on the free app, so you should read it now. You did. You did. Okay. A question you subject, a question you haven't heard before, exclamation point. Sure wasn't. Hello, Ronna and Brian. I love you, the podcast. I love you, the podcast, and love you both. I also, oh, this is, of course, this is why you, I now remember. (laughs) I also have a terrible crush on Brian. He's so handsome and sweet and funny. And if I wasn't married already... Anyway, sauna privileges, $10. You're going to see a body part this week, starting this week. Which body part is it? We will get to all of our housekeeping and our school we business in just a moment. We have to get right into this clip right, angle because right. people have, I mean, this is edgy you see it, stuff. Yeah. You wanted something original, so here goes. I'm a married gay man and I treat myself to a massage when I can afford it. And there's no pandemic going on. Who doesn't love a massage, right? I found a massage guy who has a space very close to where I live. He's a nice guy, a bit older than me, and a very good massage therapist. I'd only been to him a couple of times before the pandemic shut everything down. But on the last time I got a massage for, but on the last time I got a massage from him, things got a little intimate. <laughs> intimate. I was lying face down and he was working on my legs, which we've discussed I don't care for very I mean, it's important, but it's painful. Yeah, It is. Moving his hands higher and higher up my thighs. As you might guess, it felt really good. (laughs) At one point, as his hands moved up my thigh, he lightly stroked stroked my right. uh, He lightly stroked my right by the. What's the T word, Brian? Tongue? Taint slash balls region. And I have to admit, I was suddenly surprisingly close to the edge, if you get my drift. 
Do you get that, Rana? What's that? Do you get that? I do get it now because you explained it to me and I've read this question before. But yeah, (laughs) I've heard of the edge, Brian, as I explained. I wasn't hatched out of a dinosaur shell. Okay. (laughs) If you get my drift. Then it happened again. And before I could ask him to stop, I had an orgasm. Guess it had been a while since me and the husband had sex. So I asked him to stop for a second and he said, okay, I'll be back in a minute and left the room. I got up quickly feeling very embarrassed, but there was no mess to clean up. I guess it was a completely internal slash mental orgasm. Question mark, question mark, question mark in parentheses. I got back on the table and a minute later he knocked on the door. I told him to come in and he said, you know, now I'm thinking maybe it all went somewhere off the table. What do you mean? Maybe it wasn't an internal orgasm. Maybe it just wasn't. (sighs) Flew off the table, (laughs) Rana. While he's face down. Well, I don't know where he was pointing what or what what direction things were going in or whether it was dripping off the side of the table. I don't know what was going on, but I think it happened. All I have to say is if his product was a cleaning, if his product, (laughs) if his his production was a cleaning product, that's a great tagline. No mess. No, no mess, no fuss. It's still a mess. It's just that it's not, he didn't, he didn't find it quickly enough is what I'm saying. Oh, I see. Yes. It was somewhere he didn't look. Yeah. But it was there. Okay. Okay. In any event, uh, I got back on the table and a minute later he knocked on the door. I told him to come in and he said, why don't you flip over or onto your back and you can just go back to sleep. I think he was just giving me an out to just play it off like nothing had happened, which I thought was kind of him. I flipped over and he finished the massage as though all was normal. I don't think he was being a pervert, but just responding to my body and trying to make me feel good, which is the goal of a massage, right? Question Whatever you want it yeah, to be. Of course. So my question is, do I need to tell my husband this happened? Do I need to say anything to the massage therapist if slash when I can get another massage? Or should I just find a new massage person and pretend none of it ever happened? I'm not at all attracted to him, but he's very good with his hands. Anyway, what to do? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Thanks in advance for always stellar advice. Kiss, kiss. Please don't say my name on the podcast. Spike. Well, Rana, I actually have a question. Is there like a massage therapist in Marblehead who any of the other women go to and... The other kinda, women. You know, like there's per. Well, like you only any of your, want a female massage therapist. No, I mean, no, I, no, I mean, like any of your contemporaries, any of your friends in Marblehead. Yeah. Is there a special massage therapist they go to, or like a special personal trainer who they know is a little inappropriate, but that's why they go? You're asking me if there's like a tennis coach, a tennis pro that also gives does might stretch you after the after the lesson. Exactly, and that some of the ladies get a little thrill from it. Well, I think, you know, it it changes from time to time because those guys can never stay in town for very long. <laughs> but for sure, yeah, it exists at the club. Yeah. yeah. Do they have that I, at your club, Brian? Well, you know, in, a, in most men's locker rooms, it's very insulting, but it says like, there are signs everywhere being like, please do not touch yourself or others. Well, I mean, it's truly like signs for children yeah. in the men's locker room. Well, how many times assume- do we have to say this is the question? Exactly. Yeah. I do. Obviously, I, I it's still happening. If they're putting up signs, it's like when you go to a nightclub and they say no more than two, than one person in a stall. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And they take they think in, you're in, either in, doing oh, cocaine or, or each other. And in a lot of gay bars, they take the doors off the stalls so that you can't close the door even and you know 
That feels like a lawsuit waiting to happen. I couldn't agree more. No privacy. Yeah. What if you have to get a Blumpkin in the middle of a... (laughs) Rana, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It's such a cute word. I can't resist using it. I also love the phrase, have to get a Blumpkin. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I don't have time. I have to get a Blumpkin. (laughs) Well, what do you do? Commit a Blumpkin? No, you're right. Well... Uh, yeah, you're right. You either get one or give one, I would think. Yep. And but you, you could to. commit a Blumpkin on someone if they weren't. <laughs> if they weren't willing. <laughs> and you know what? They really would be trapped because they're stuck on the toilet. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, they, there really is no getaway. I guess you really could do that. I'm going to say something that might be inappropriate and that maybe we should cut. But I'll say it anyway. I'm going to say something controversial. Yeah. I hope no one gets upset by it. Oh, I hope they do. This has happened to me. I have been on a massage table that was not like a happy ending place where this happened to me, except it was To what degree? Wait, nothing. I didn't climb it. Nothing like that happened. Brian speaks like he's on Dynasty. (laughs) Like you live in that era. You talk about climaxing. I didn't climax. Yeah. That's exactly right. You've been reading too much Sidney Sheldon. So I was on a massage table. Yeah. I was also face down and they were working on my back. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I felt something really wet on oh. my fingers, and I thought they were doing like a <gasps> one of the, like a paraffin oh. thing. And I looked down, and this what? person was looking right at me with my fingers in their mouth. <gasps> <laughs> and I know I mean, people are going to say this story is a perfect story to tell on our first video Patreon. I hate to tell you because I am blown away by this. I know. And see, here's here's what I want people to understand. This was a place that catered to men, but was not any kind of place yeah, like that. Was it was this? just I can't tell you. I'm not going to say the what name. What city? Can you tell you what city? It was in Beverly Hills. But not yeah. at a hotel or anything. Not a super no. soup, not a for everyone establishment. No. And by the way, this person's no longer there, so I don't know if someone got hit to the trick. But they're they're no longer there and I didn't, I thought it was bizarre. Did and so, you like, I, think you were going to a regular massage place yes, to get, yes. uh, this is a spa it, that's, that. Catered to male clients. So okay. like it was sort of, cause so they also, but it still wasn't but it was hookup-y. A, but it was a spa. Totally you legit spa. You thought I'm taking myself to a lovely spa for the, to get a, to get a massage. Exactly. Exactly. It wasn't um, in the back of a nail salon. No, 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 no. It was yeah. nothing like this that. This was, was their hot. business. Kind of high end, honestly. Um, I know where it is. So I looked down, saw the fingers in his mouth, and was sort of shocked. And I was Did like, "Did you oh. get a tingle?" No, I mean, honestly, I just thought, like, what is even happening? Like, I don't yeah. even know what my hand could be in right now. I thought it was one of those like paraben things, or a, or a salamander, or a catfish. Exactly. I thought yeah. I had. I thought that all of a sudden I had been so relaxed that I was in the middle of a boggy swamp and yeah. I'd caught a catfish. You dreamt a catfish had its hand on your mouth. So I looked down, he's there. And I said, oh, oh no, no, thank you. No, thank you. And he finished the massage and I left. And of course it was strange. It was odd. It's very interesting because it's more about him than it is about you. Oh, completely. This he's was more a about hand sucker. Completely. Like yeah. who goes to, if you want to make someone feel good, you don't necessarily go to that first. Yeah. That's really more the other person's That's fetish. what you want. That's not necessarily what the, though it's, though I suppose what it's also doing is saying, I'm willing to do that. It's, there's a certain amount of mimicry in sexual acts. 
if you yeah. catch my drift. So what he's yes. saying is, well, I'm willing to do this. Call and response. I'm letting you know I'm available to put other things in my mouth. I'll be on. That's true. And I'll be yeah. honest with you here. There is absolutely nothing filthier than someone's hands, as we all know now. Yeah. I mean, it truly is the most disgusting. And, so anyway, and it so must I was have like, taste, oh. tasted like massage oil. I know. And so- all that, so I actually only ever told one person this story well, because they told, told me they were like, everyone now I've told the world house, yeah. because they were like, no, you need to file a harassment house. suit, da, da, da. And it just didn't feel like that. Um, he, I know for a fact he wasn't doing this on women because it wasn't that kind of place. He couldn't. But I know that he's no longer there. So I did not feel necessarily harassed. It was just extro- extremely bizarre. Do you know where he is now? I don't. I've written so many letters to him, Ron. <laughs> Telling him how dry my hands feel. How so I need you it. said, no, thank you. That was your response? I said, I kind of giggled and I was like, oh, no, thank you. And then it was just, he went back to the massage. Yeah. What time of day was it? Good question. Oh, Early. Like, I had, mean, like a 10 or 11 in the morning. He had so many people's hands in his, in his mouth. Oh, Rana. He had. I mean, that was it, his thing. Nothing is dirtier than cool. a mouth and a hand. Yeah. Foot and mouth disease. Exactly. I is, might have gotten it. Okay, well, so that's not what this question is. So tell his husband or not? No way. What do you think, Ron? What, what is the value of this information to your husband? The real question, there's really two questions inside of this. One is, am I going back? And two is, am I telling my husband? You're right. So that's really what the trick is. Because what, what are you telling your husband for? Yeah. You think I told Bob every time I took a water skiing lesson and somebody said, oh, let me show you. Oh, let me show you how to get up on your skis. I mean, you know. What? It's nobody's business. I guess but, not. No, look, nothing happened. Ronna, this is a very confessional nothing, episode. I have to be look, honest with you. It's, uh, what I'm saying is sometimes somebody says, let me check your life jacket. And they just check it a little harder than they have to. Or they really sure. don't have to check it. Rana, I bet you're a beautiful water skier. And you t- I am a wonderful water skier. I have great form. I do, yeah. actually. I was I never a dancer, but I did win the dance award at camp. I will tell you that. So Are you I do kidding? know how to move. But what I mean, you could tell that's the sort of thing I could tell Bob in a joke, you know, after a couple of cocktails, if we were on vacation, I might say, the guy at the, the, guy at the scuba doc didn't mind. Uh, helping me into my jacket today, if you know what yeah. I mean. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter. I don't mind letting people know when other that I'm who I'm involved with when other people find me attractive because you know, let's not let's get let's give the situation a little a little uh, a little friction, shall we say? Sure. You know, yeah. there's nothing wrong with saying. I, I mean, somebody followed me around the grocery store today. It doesn't matter. You don't have to tell him it was a homeless guy. You just tell him somebody was following me around the grocery store today. Honestly, yeah. It makes you feel like a desired woman, especially in your husband's eyes. But this guy, that's not what's going on. Yeah. He wants to know if he doesn't have to. He knows we're going to say don't tell. And then he wants yeah. to know if he's allowed to go back. Those are, the, those are the questions. And I think an ongoing relationship, I think people do this sort of thing all the time. But I think you really have to search you could either, there's a willful denial to this. So you can either be the kind of person who, I mean, there are men who do this, who go to, mis, to massage places and have happy endings or whatever. I mean, it, never, it makes no sense to me because it's all so filthy. I mean, like yeah. the story that you would tell him. Exactly. But it is, 
it is sex work. It's not, oh, isn't that the point of the massage is to make you sell, is to feel good. It's really not the point of a massage. It may, it may be what you, what happens to you during the massage and what you take away. And it is a strange space, the massage, because it's a weird, you go in, you take your clothes off in front of a stranger and then you trust them to just drape a sheet around you or whatever. Yeah. In any event. Yeah, there are people that do this in their marriages and their relationships, and they make a deal, a bargain with themselves about it, and they're okay with it. I'm not really that person. That's not, that doesn't work for me. The idea that, you know, little things happen here and there that what can you do? They happened in the moment, you know. Yeah. You And I don't mean <laughs> you accidentally sleep with someone in the moment, but I just yeah. mean that there people cross boundaries and then you say, no, thank you. And then, okay. So you don't need to embarrass that person and you don't need to, you know, it doesn't have to be, not everything is entirely your partner's business that happens in your life. You're still a person that's living their own life who has intimate exchanges with people or gets a compliment or somebody maybe takes something the wrong way and texts you uh, and they cross a boundary and you say, and you're allowed to feel flattered by that. And take it in, but you, but you also, also have shut to shut it down. You also have to just remember how to keep the other thing where it needs to be. Completely. Because otherwise the system can break down. But this guy really wants to know if he's allowed to go back and get another ball tickle after this. I have a couple of opinions on this. I'd love to hear them. Number one. And you can tell everyone how your community feels about it too, Brian, because I know how you, you know what, Rana, to talk about it. The homophobia <laughs> has run rampant on this show. It's getting worse in quarantine. It's getting worse in quarantine, Rana. I'm telling you, you have no appreciation for gay sex. You and love one day to I'm talk about sh- your community. And one day I'm going to tell, well, because I, I am the representative for it. And one, I'm leading the charge. I am the float. I am the float. You are the float. And so what I was going to say was this. Number one, I think you should go again. And here's why. There's, I'm telling you, Rana, this will only exist as one of the most pleasurable experiences of your life unless you go again. And I swear it will be shattered. There's no way anyone can make you feel that good again. It's never happened for me. <laughs> There's just no way. Not that since anyone, you met that catfish in that bug, has anybody made you feel that way? Lightning cannot strike twice. It just can't in that way. Okay, that's number one. Number two, what I would also do, yeah, if you really want to feel better, hmm. because honestly, probably the honest answer is you can't see him again. Yeah, but what I would also consider doing. Also, you did push him off the first time, so. How yeah. are you going to signal to him that you're open to it now? That's You've already sort of broken the magic. But anyway, get, go on. Get your husband a gift certificate for a massage there. See if it happens to him. Uh-huh. And see if he loves it and see what he says to you. And if it's nothing and he wants to go back, then you go back too. That's sort of a fun side game. <laughs> you know how I love a side yeah, game. Yeah, I like that actually. I think it's sort of a mischievous side game. Yeah. Unless your husband has any kind of trauma issues, a child or whatever. I mean, Mm. if somebody touched your husband's body without him ever wanting to touch, you know, we don't want to send him, you know. It's a fine line. That's absolutely right. Okay, Rana. I don't think we need to tell you. Now, you don't need to tell your husband, but you seem to want to. But the thing, the real question here is not to tell your husband. Of course, you don't tell your husband unless you feel like telling him because it's funny. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's only, you know, that relationship. But if you think this is going to hurt him, and also you did not instigate this, why tell him? We haven't even addressed, the. well, I guess we have, the issue of the disappearing orgasm. 
It's very Brian Safi in the case of the disappearing orgasm. This your crime. No, stop this is, is for Occupoire. Your crime stop is lab is more busy than it, than it's ever been before. It has been very very busy. Yeah. What I've was your other pencils. case? The case of the thirsty oh, tokus. The case. Yes, of, the case of the thirsty tokus. And then and then I I also had my pencil and I was on. I was on the move for something. I, I would love to watch you in a Crime Stopper show where you play a, a detective. Because but, in this, I can completely see, in the movie of my mind, I can pl- completely see you looking, opening your eyes on the massage table and seeing your hand in the catfish of West Hollywood, the case of the catfish. It's true, Rana, except yeah. really the dynamic is more your penny and I'm Inspector Gadget. Like I really couldn't actually solve it. It would just be some You'd aside right from you that would actually coat, solve the case. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. We should move on. Okay. Now, yeah, the disappearing orgasm, I don't know. I, I gave my theory, which is that it was hanging off of a shelf somewhere instead of on the, or hanging off of the bed instead of hanging off. Of the, <laughs> just or became buried, candle wax or buried on a in a sheet. I don't think he had enough time to actually uh, explore to see where it went. Because I think he was nervous about the guy coming back into the room. That's my, yep. that's my take. Hello everyone, Rana here. Did you think you were going to make it through an entire episode of our podcast without me mentioning a gorgeous coffee? Pardon me, excuse me, think again. Okay, let's get real here. AskRanaCoffee.com, we have two gorgeous varieties. The Carriage House Blend, which I have to tell you, my friends who are total coffee snobs are going crazy for this. I mean, it's a beautiful, bright, blonde, everyday coffee like someone else I know, excuse me. And then of course we have shades of vanilla. I'm telling you, this is not a flavored coffee. This is a gorgeous coffee that stands on its own, that just happens to be infused with the most beautiful Madagascar vanilla you can ever imagine. I mean, I keep a bag around just to smell it. That's how gorgeous this is. But one sip of this coffee and you will absolutely be transported to the coziest moment of your life that you could ever imagine. Rat tip we style. Pardon me. Thinking about subscribing? Why not? As I like to say, I'd rather be looking at it than looking for it. With every subscription, you decide the frequency. That could be once a week, once a month, twice a month. It's entirely up to you. You save $3 on every bag, which is really quite a substantial savings if you're drinking as much coffee as Brian and I are. And of course, there is free shipping on all domestic coffee orders. So what are you waiting for? AskRonaCoffee.com. And of course, you can cancel your subscription at any time. But I mean, why would you want to? Attention Carriage House members, Rana here to tell you all about Anchor.fm. Anchor is the fabulous app that we use to create our podcast. And let me tell you something. You can use it to create a podcast of your own. It's totally free. They have these terrific creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, if you're that sort of person. I have a staff, excuse me. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes, which is pretty fabulous. The possibilities are totally endless. So download the free Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Kiss, kiss.
You know, when I hear these questions, oh boy. one after the other like this, I'm not kidding. It sounds like we're running a total NC-17 podcast over here. Well, you know what, Rana? I, again, it's another real point of pride. I think we are earning that E for explicit rating on Apple Podcasts. I mean, I have to be on. I mean, I don't really appreciate Adam and Tony slipping this kind of content. No, into- I, I, they told me. We're going to get... Oh, Oh, you're involved in this? They wanted to do something else. And I said, you know what, Adam? Let's listen, everyone wants a little touchy feely right now. We're all alone. Let's this give is, it to them good. Okay. This is absolute this this is this is so outrageous to me. And this guy, I mean, is this what happens to men on massage tables? That's just it. Men go get a massage and the tug is always included. Well, not always, but it's happened. It's still not clear. We still don't know. If he ever found the, uh, shall we say, the uh, expulsion. Sure, that's one way to put it, Rana. Yes. As yeah. I recall, he uh, he expelled, but he didn't know where the expulsion went. So it was unclear if maybe he just had a sort of ghost, sure. a ghost event uh, during all of this. Well, yeah. Rana, I'd like to stick with our theme right now because I yeah. think it's a really strong theme. So we have a sort of challenging cliffhanger that first appeared in oh run on my computer what okay. we <laughs> it fell it's fine now <laughs> it's fine now <laughs> i think these questions are you all right i'm fine i think these did questions were getting faint? a little hot under the collar yes did that question just make you faint it took me right back to gap kids as a greeter are you gonna have out. to take the vapors again i'm gonna have to do the vapors i'm gonna have to do something I I am full just <laughs> I can't take much more. Oh, that this, was so this episode's funny. very hot. Okay. okay. Yeah. We have a sort of challenging cliffhanger that appeared in episode 32. Yes. Yes. And in episode 32, by the way, was former barman to Dr. Bob, but Correct. also television icon Mike Shore. Harvard student bartender slash uh, NBC Universal TV mogul Michael Shore. Inventor of every brilliant show on television. Correct. And the answer you're about to hear came in Patreon 18. He was a fabulous guest. We should have him on again. He was so engaged in the yeah. task. It's very so engaged. true. He yeah. was. He was very present. Yeah. And listen, we all know that relationships are very hard. And relationships can mean a lot of different things. And relationships, when you use the term really loosely, can be really hard. Thank you, Rana. Yeah. Now, Rana, I think you're the one reading it. I think I am. Yes. Okay. Cliffhanger. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. The cliffhanger, as I like to say. Yeah. No okay. more wire hangers. No more wire hangers. <laughs> oh, you didn't know I could do a Joan Crawford. Okay. I did it. Dear Ronna Bryan, an esteemed guest, I have recently been dating a guy for a little over a month now. First time we met, by the way, these letters have been, these cliffhangers have trot. been risque, steamy, sexual, steamy, yeah. yep. outrageous, whiskey. Yeah. No, we're going to have to do one about a cat lady next week. Cause this <laughs> is just, I have recently been dating a guy for a little over a month. The first time we met, we instantly clicked. We have very similar life experiences, the same sense of humor, like the same things. And both have very similar ways of thinking. I have never dated someone with whom I have as much in, co- in common with. Sure. 
I mean, you got to get the video for Ask Rana if you want to see what she just did. Yeah. Well, this is, you know, this is the week where I'm being nice to people. Yeah. So I'm not going to point that out. Yeah. Everyone's having a hard time this week. So I'm trying to be a little nicer than usual. He's really sweet and always does little romantic things for me. I have really started to like him. And things have been absolutely wonderful until recently. We are both on prep and have been hooking up for the past month. Last week, I started noticing some symptoms and went to my doctor. The doctor informed me that I had an STI and gave me antibiotics. When did it change from STI to STD? From STD well, the other to STI. way, yeah. Um, great question. It's an, I, I guess it's an infection. It's not a disease. And maybe right. disease had too much stigma to it. But even when I was in school, and I know this from a friend, people were still calling it STD. You have to get you have to get the Patreon to see Brian, see Brian's shifty gaze when he said, and I heard this from a friend. No STI, yeah. I think that's on that's on a privileges information. It certainly a is. Well, I shuffle a little clue. I shuffle. Uh, the doctor informed me that I had. An S and STI and oh gave me antibiotics. Since I've not hooked up with any hooked up with anyone else than him since we started dating, so he is the only person who could have given it to me. I know I am partially to blame here because I should have insisted on using protection. I told him about the infection so he so he could get treated. I asked him if he has had sex with someone other than me since we started dating. He said that he had he had sex with someone around a week and a half ago. Oh. <laughs> he apologized a week and a half ago. I mean, that's yesterday. I mean, who wrote? That, I mean, when was this written? Not long ago. No. And, it was, it's and not like week, from February. <laughs> no, and a week and a half ago is may as well be yesterday or may as well be tomorrow. Yeah. It's just not a long time. No, that's even you're within the window period of many STIs, <laughs> including COVID, including COVID infection, a- including for 14, COVID, fourteen day uh, incubation. He apologized to me about the situation and went to an urgent care that night and got on antibiotics. We never explicitly said that we were not having sex with other people. However, given how serious things were getting in the relationship and the fact that we were in a pandemic, I thought it was implicit. He never mentioned anything at all about seeing other people or sleeping with other people. And when I asked directly, I could tell he was hesitant to tell me about it. Who wouldn't be? Yeah. His hesitation did not seem... (laughs) I was just laughing at the idea of if somebody said to you, you know, I went to the doctor, I have an STI, I want to know, have you been sleeping with somebody else? And you said, of course, and it's wonderful. I mean, the (laughs) idea that that anyone would be in a terrific... I meant to tell you. You know what? Of maybe course I'm sleeping with other people. I have to tell you, maybe that attitude would be infectious. <laughs> and for a second, the other person would get tricked into being like, yeah. you are? Oh my God, that's great. And it's, a, I am and it's a blast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, his hesitation did not seem to be defensive in nature, but seemed to be more due to embarrassment and not wanting to jeopardize our relationship. Okay. Well, we're already doing a little rationalizing and magical thinking here, but in any event. <sighs> My question is, do you think that this is something to end things between us, or should we continue things but discuss more explicitly our expectations? I know STIs happen, and I think he handled the situation the right way by apologizing, you asked for the apology, getting treated immediately, and telling me the truth, all things that were uh, activated by the fact that you you caught him. Not active decisions that he made, but however, 
It also seems like a red flag. We've only been dating a little over a month, so I don't know if that makes things better or worse in the situation. Should I just see how he handles things from here, or should I just end things right away? Thank you so much. I would prefer you, my real name not be used if you decide to answer this question on the show. Can I just say, if you don't want us to use your name, send us the name you want us to use. I can't get clever. Or don't sign it your name. Another great option. Yeah. I mean, we're never going to use your name unless you sign it with your name. That's true. Anyway. Okay. I, I'd love to know what you think, and I think you're going to be surprised by what I think, but let's hear what you think. Are you going to be surprised by the fact that- I think we're going to think the same thing. Well, I don't know really. That's I, what's going to surprise you. My first thing that I want to say is yeah. a little over a month, I'll say this, in non-pandemic times is nothing. And I do, however, so I think you probably should have had that conversation if that's what you wanted from the relationship. However, yeah. I also Meaning think Meaning to be that, exclusive. Correct. I also yeah. think that people- lead you into thinking that's what they think. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure this guy said something to him, like- I've never felt this way about anyone in my life. Exactly. I'm sure there was a lot of dancing around it, but since he didn't explicitly say it, maybe he thought, well, you can't really bust me on this. I do think that it is wild that, and this is, listen, this is someone who is certainly, I have certainly sown some oats in my day. I hate that expression, but this is also someone who's sleeping. I didn't force you to use it. I know. This is also someone who's sleeping (laughs) around during a, during a a pandemic, during COVID. And that. Risky, risky, risky. That's one risk this guy is, is taking. I'm glad you're on prep, by the way. Thank goodness you're on prep with someone like this, because this is someone who does not really have, your health is not his concern and it doesn't really sound like until this letter that it was your concern, your health. So, except for prep, which is, thank goodness. But, um, yeah, I, I think this guy felt good about the fact you never had the conversation and so he couldn't really get busted on anything. But in any other world, I would say a little over a month for it not to be exclusive is not strange. But it also sounds like you can be honest without be. But I don't know. It seems like you can be honest without actually being dishonest. Does that make sense? Like, it seems like this guy was dishonest with you, even though he didn't actually say we're together, just us. Like, I think he could probably led you down a wrong path. Well, in terms of like, like you were saying earlier, I think maybe there was a little bit of like, you're the only one or I don't know. Or like, I can't believe how lucky I am to be with you. And all I want to be with is you I don't know how someone arrives at the conclusion that someone isn't exclusively dating you for no reason. Without having the conversation, yeah. There's two two topics of conversation. One here is what's the status of the relationship? I thought we were seeing each other exclusively. I thought we were having this intimate connection and falling in love, essentially. And you were still dating around. So okay, my feelings are are a little hurt because I thought, because it does, I mean, everyone's different, but that does, to my mind, it it 
steps on the fairy tale and the momentum a little bit. Yeah. Because you thought you you thought you were having this incredible month with this guy and everything's just going from strength to strength, basically. And he was still shopping around. He's not wrong to be shopping around because you never had the exclusive. You can't, I won't say he's not wrong. You can't fault him because you never had the explicit conversation. That's true. I do think what you're saying is correct, that that stuff is muddy. And I think people express certain levels of commitment or interest or, I mean, including saying, I should just marry you or, you know, whatever stupid things people yeah. say when they're for Narcissists, when they're, really. Yes. Yeah. Dangerous, dangerous people. Yeah. And when those things happen, of course, it feels nice to be have someone say something like that to you, even if it's irresponsible. But I think we all know that we get a, if if we're rational people, we get a little tingle in the back of our brain that says, Noted. Yeah. That that I'm flattered. I'll take it as romance. Who could possibly feel this wonderful about me? On the or are they a psychopath? That's or a sociopath. That, or are they the, are they literally about to shoot one out as they're saying it? Yeah. I mean, it what could are be the circumstances? Yes. Yeah. Where are, what's the are context? We in the heat of the moment. Yeah. In the heat of the moment, shall we say? Yeah. So I think. Your spidey sense already told you along earlier than this that there was something maybe awry with this guy. But again, you've only been dating for a week and a half. And honestly, you don't really know a week and a half, a month and a half. And you honestly really don't know. You only gather information as you go. You have to listen to your instincts, but you gather information as you go. And you're and also not able to see how defined this, by where you get to. You're also not able to see how this person acts in the world. I mean, you have no idea. How does However, he- yeah, I mean, completely. Yeah. Let's not overlook the fact that it's wonderful that you're both on prep. You were also having unprotected sex with this guy. That was your call and that was that your body your and that was your choice. That's right. That's right. And anytime you have unprotected sex, there is a chance. And look, I'm not saying- you could be married to somebody. I'm not saying everybody has to have protected sex all the time. You make the decisions about what you're calculating. It's, it's honestly no different than wearing a mask, washing your hands. How much do you care about yeah. what you're giving, how you respect other people's bodies and health and your own. And, and to be aware of not decisions. using those things, what those consequences are for you and your body. And if it's if it's worth it. And sort of like, okay, well, I could get these small STDs ver- or STIs, excuse me, versus like the big one. Yeah. Maybe that's worth it to you, but that that is, you know, and he might have not been symptomatic while you were sleeping together. Otherwise, he'd be a major psychopath. But yeah, I, I think that that's your responsibility. And I think I would be careful about over-rationalizing his reaction. The only reason he copped to what was happening is because it happened. And, you know, maybe, maybe it's a bit tricky because it really is the relationship in such an, in such a nascent stage. So maybe you would have slept together like that, gone on like this for two months or three months and nothing would have happened. And then you would have had the conversation where you said, I really am crazy about you. I, I, I just want to confirm I think we should talk about for real that we're exclusive here. 
And, and I, that person might have said, we are exclusive, but I'm always going to sleep with other people. Or that person might have said, yes, we're exclusive or whatever. But that's not how this played out. This is how this played out. And you know what would have been honorable and made him a gentleman and also even I, sexy is maybe too much of a word. It would have actually been a turn on before you had this exclusive talk if this guy found out he had an STI and immediately reached out to you and said, yeah. I found out I have this thing. I think you probably have it. Even if you don't have symptoms, you should get tested for it. Like that would have been the right thing to do because you're right, Rana. It's not the other guy's fault that you didn't want to have protected sex. That's not his problem. And you knew that there was risk there, but the honorable thing would, would have been what would have made this guy a decent guy is for him to tell you and not for you to find out. So when you say he may have been asymptomatic, do we know that the other guy knew that he had something? No, the you're whole right. Time? We don't. We don't. He might have. He might not have. He might not have known. Um, and that's possible. But he knew he was sleeping around unprotected. Yeah, he did. But guess what? Technically, you're sort of sleeping around unprotected. True. I mean, who is this guy? You've been yeah. dating him for a month. You don't know him. And what does this guy know if you're doing the same things he is, or you know, or not? Because yeah. he didn't explicitly discuss it. Uh huh. I just have a bad I, feeling about him. I just think, yes. I And I think, I just don't, would be careful to give him too much credit for doing what any decent person should do, which is, I'm sorry, and going and getting some penicillin mm-hmm. or azithromycin or whatever they give you. But it, it I mean, And that sure. seems like the time to talk about exclusivity is right there. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he went to the, well, I have to give him credit. He went to urgent care. I hope so. He has an infection. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's not, none of these things are things he really deserves credit for. Yeah, that's not a selfless thing to do. (laughs) If you're really, really crazy about this guy, you can set the boundary from here and you can see what happens. But I would not, I would not say this was a blip and forget all about it. No, I would proceed with caution. This is a person who, which by the way, we're saying, well, you know, he's a guy that's hooking up during COVID. Well, so is this guy. That's true. They've only been, I mean. A month they, and let's a half. Say, let's say this lead is two weeks old. Okay. Because I'm not sure. I didn't look at the date on it. But let's say it's two, a week old. The, at the most, it's two weeks old, let's say. So we're still six weeks. So they started dating at the beginning of COVID. I was about to say, Rhonda, even if we gave them two months, which it isn't, that's still yeah. in the middle of COVID. We were, we're still, still dating down. in the middle of COVID. Yeah. So. Really, this guy's also engaging in, you know, maybe he did. That's even crazier to me. Did you have the conversation? If this person was going to be your quarantine boo. Yeah. You didn't have the conversation where you said, I'm just curious. Are you going to work? Are you seeing your family? Do you have a roommate? Do you, where you didn't figure out what your circle was. And that, of course, uh, you know, also included in that circle was not, you know, Jeff from Tinder or whoever. But there's this some, I would say a letter writer is a person, and again, I'm taking a leap here, so I could be wrong, but I think that they are a person who is afraid to ask for what they want because they're afraid to be told they won't get it. So they're afraid to enforce the boundaries because they think the boundaries will be the end of the relationship. Yep. And when you set up that dynamic in the beginning, that's how that's going to be. And you're really giving more credit to him than yourself. I mean, you're really finding workarounds to make him a decent guy. 
and you have a fear of being abandoned by this guy or or that the relationship will poof. Oh, and by the but way, at the same there. time, I mean, it's a very, yeah, people do it all the time. Yeah. But you've also chosen a guy who has now shown us that he exhibits risky behavior. So I would say keep a real, I, I would put a tape flag on all these, on all these mental notes in the, in the book here. And as someone who has been watching some Dr. Phil lately for the first time, which I'm embarrassed about, I don't like to admit it. What? Should I stop? I should stop. What do you What do you want with Dr. Phil? Well, I got what, really- What itch is he scratching for you? I'd love I'll to I'll tell know. you, Rana. I went down a deep Did dive. you run out of Judy? Oh, no. I, uh, oh, yeah. No, I think I have. Maybe. Do you, do you think Phil makes sense? No. I'm just you know curious. What? What's your take like on as- Phil? I don't like him. And is him. he a doctor? And have he you seen the pictures tanner. of his house? Disgusting. Yeah. And I think he's really mean to Robin. And that's just a hunch. That's his wife. She looks yeah. like Jigsaw. I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> definitely shouldn't have said that. But no, the thing I like about how about, Bill. How about Leah Michelle? We haven't talked about her yet. Ew. Did you see her apology too? Yeah, well, she said, I'm sorry if people thought I wasn't nice to them. I hate that. I hate yeah. that. That's so weak. If you, in- if you interpreted my behavior. If you I'm interpreted sorry, my, my behavior yeah, of saying yeah. I wanted to shit in your wig if you took it the wrong way. <laughs> but I mean, she, I mean, she must be 10 times worse than what they've reported oh. because f- for anybody to even speak up or post a tea sipping meme or anything, she has to be, she has to be the worst person that's ever lived. A hundred percent. And then when all those people yeah. were posting Glee reunions at their house, like of some of the cast yeah. members, she was never at one of them. Yeah. No, well, you can tell anyway. She has yeah. that. Yeah. But anyway, Dr. Phil, what does he have oh. to say about it? Well. Dr. Phil, I can't I believe really those words are passing my people. lips. I really love the people who um, make up cancer for attention and the the people who yeah. are getting divorced who say the other spouse is molesting their child, but it's all a lie. I'm obsessed with those sorts of liars. And I just yeah. get their the logic. The munchas and, and, and the con. So and they're yeah. stupid, Rana, because they'll say, Dr. Phil asked one of them, he was like, so, um, and he always is on their side at the beginning, like, sort of. But he's like, okay, so well, what? yeah, he's just trying to get the get the ball rolling. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, so he what kind of- He makes them feel safe so that they, you can tell me anything. Yep. And they're like, well, my husband- um, that's yep. when I walked in on him in the barn having sex with our dog. Yep. And they're like, do you have a barn at your house? No. No. That's the question. You ask one more <laughs> question. So, so Dr. Phil says, well, I'm really sorry to hear that, that you have cancer. What stage are you in? And they're like, stage, stage four. Stage four. He's like, what kind is it? She goes, um, liver stomach. Yeah. And uh, and he goes, and what have liver they been- stomach. And liver what have they been stomach. treating you with? And she goes, well, the treatments have made me lose my hair. And he was like, well, what sort of treatment is it? They don't know. And then the husband says, or the- Friend says, well, you shaved your head. She goes, because I knew I was going to lose my hair. Yeah. Live a stomach. Yeah. It's wild. Well, those so, are like the people that steal other people's babies. And put them on Facebook. And even, they're on Dr. Phil too. And around their home, they frame the pictures. It's But I mean the people who either literally. have a friend who's nine months pregnant, pretend to be pregnant, and then murder the friend and take the baby and think, how did they catch me? Yeah. Never think about the part where they would get caught, but just the whole act of the whole thing. My point yeah. is, if he starts yeah. pretending he has cancer out of nowhere, I'd get real suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think this other guy is- Evil. I, 
I don't, no, I don't no. think he's playing that kind of a game. No, I just I think don't he's either. a narcissist who's sleeping around and who makes everybody he's with feel like he, he's a Casanova. Likes yep. to make everybody feel like they're important and and that he he's Bill Clinton. Everyone he looks at's the only person in the room. And then he gets in another room. Ugh. Yeah. I, say, I have to tell you what I really don't like Bill Clinton. <laughs> All right, we need to get going here. On to some brightness, Rana. You know, Brian, yep. I'm sensing a strong correlation here between the tawdriness of these letters and our listeners' desire to stay anonymous. Pardon well, me. what would you do, Rana, if you sent a letter like this? Would you want everyone to know who you were? I don't know. I think I have to be honest. Thus far, I think our advice still stands up. It's perfect. Yeah. Really and there is. isn't much. It actually I would really change. is. Yeah. <laughs> there isn't much I would change. I'm with you. All right. So now for our final cliffhanger. And I'll confess right now, I had a hard time when we read this letter on the free feed with Ellie Kemper when it first appeared. Yep. Episode 31, pardon me. When she was quarantining in St. Louis. I don't know where she is now. I've got to check in with her. I sent her a dash egg cooker and a dash waffle maker and the coffee. So I, I haven't checked in with her to say how all of that has gone. Well, that, that uh, dash egg cooker was really going to be a game changer for her her husband. For, yes, because he was very proud of the hard-boiled eggs that he had been providing to the family during quarantine. Exactly. Yeah. but she. So was we sent her something to get time. her power back. I did get, by the way, as I recall, a few complaints from people telling me that I was a snob because I thought she should spend more than $14 on a husband for Father's Day. But in any event, <laughs> here we are. Uh and for all I know, she may never she may never speak to us again. Maybe this isn't why I, why I haven't heard to, from was, her. We pushed it, Rana. It might be the cliffhanger is the reason I haven't heard from her. That she has such a wholesome uh, yet mischievous um, demeanor, and here we were pushing this absolutely crazy question on her. Which I'll tell you right now, the answer comes from the beginning of Patreon sixteen. But I very clearly remember the subject line of this letter was. We're both sluts, question mark, question mark, question mark, exclamation point, exclamation point. As I recall, this even reading this question made me laugh out loud. <laughs> Without further ado. I'm not going to say I've been looking forward to this. What do you mean? Well, I mean. Rana, this here was we a, go. This you was have a got to control. Oh, God, no kidding. You have really what got to- What do I have to control? You what have do to, I have to control? You have to open your eyes to a new world filled with new words and new positions. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Oh, this is the thing you were saying, how I, I don't place enough value on on um, male-on-male action. That's right. You yes. undervalue it. You've said that before, that you feel I'm dismissive of I'm male-on-male gonna, action. You are. And that's why you like to be explicit as possible when you talk about it. I'm going to get you a subscription to Falcon Studios. And what you, is that? <laughs> it's a little, it's like a porn studio that's a little more hardcore than like a Corbin Fisher so that you can really <laughs> see. <laughs> or a Sean Cody, which is another one. So you have to get a subscription to these? No, but you do. I think there are some of them you do have to pay, or I could just like send you some links on Pornhub or something. It's up to you, but I really think you need to spend a night getting cozy with it all. Is that what I really need? All right. All right. Re-read we got to get this, go- this one the, is for the people hot, that hot, didn't hot. have the pleasure of hearing this on the free feed. Let's no hear kidding. it here. Yeah. Dear Rana, Brian, and guest, as we know, 
This question yeah. first appeared on the free feed. We have guests on the free feed. We don't have one today. Dear Ron and Brian, my boyfriend and I have been together for about eight months and have always been very chill and open in discussing the possibilities of opening the relationship if we felt it was right. Well, we are currently on separate ends of Texas for a month. And while we've been apart, I've been using Grinder with Bay's permission to chat with some guys. Late this evening, I got a message from a man right down the street offering $100 to to eat my ass. I was tempted. Yeah, yeah. I I think that's great how you just, how you say that so so casually, Brian. I think that's wonderful. How that tish tish education comes into play when you read these letters. I really do. I'm an evolved person, Rana. You know, that's what I love about you is there's nothing judgmental about you. Is so accepting of what everybody wants to do, and this is normal. Everything is normal. Everything, Everything is normal. Is normal. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Nothing could phase me. Um, not even crying laughing at the phrase, eat my ass, which I'm clearly doing. <laughs> I was tempted and asked my boyfriend how he felt about me accepting the offer. Okay, Rana says I have a problem of not going back to... To the sentence before. So, I and never I, said it was a problem. I no, said, you're, you're I right. You just it. noticed it. I However, I, I think in, in this case, they need the previous sentence. So okay. I'm going to read it. You, you did do say whatever you admire. You, I admire that you can pick up anywhere you leave off. Yeah. <laughs> late this evening, I got a message from, okay, late this evening, I got a message from a man right down the street offering $100 to eat my ass. Sure. I was tempted and asked my boyfriend how Check. he felt about me accepting the offer. He told me that he was uncomfortable with that, and I accepted how he felt. Yeah. The man then raised his offer to $200. Sure. And I accepted. Who with, could blame you? <laughs> without <Yeah>. telling my <laughs> boyfriend. After it was over, I immediately felt terrible and called my boyfriend to confess to him. He was obviously shocked, hurt, and angry. In the following discussion, it somehow came out that he had been talking to and accepting money, $300 whenever he needed it, from a man whose relationship to my, to my BF began as a sexual encounter. He told me that this has been happening since the beginning of our relationship, and now I also feel betrayed? I know I betrayed his trust, but I also came clean immediately. And I know that my BF didn't have sex with this guy, but he's kept this a secret from the beginning. I love him so much, and I want to make this an opportunity to grow. But I feel very confused. Who's at fault, and how do we proceed? Thank you for your collective wisdoms. Parking. Also, I forgot to mention that the, the subject line from this email was, we're both sluts? Question mark, question mark, exclamation point, exclamation point, S-L-U-T-Z? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I actually think what you are is a whore <laughs> and not a slut. And I'm talking technical terms. Well, you better explain yourself now. I'm not passing Mr. judgment. Mr. Anybody can do whatever they, they want. They can. I'm not passing judgment. I'm just saying like, if you're doing it for money, I don't think I don't consider you a slut. I consider you like a sex worker, right? Oh, I see. Okay, so so you're saying uh, not a whore, but a well, I guess that's what a whore is. That's a, that's a, the a worst prostitute. way to describe that. Yes, a prostitute. I saying, just said that for effect. You're you're saying it's a transactional word as opposed to a judgment on how many people you choose to be with. Exactly. Yes. Neither of which are wrong. Very important distinction. Neither yeah. of which are wrong. Be a slut. Yeah. Be a whore. I think those are great words, but the, the difference is, is that you're not being honest with each other. The $300 thing, 
is he saying he just takes money from somebody who he used to be? He does. He doesn't do anything for it. That's what is intimated. Yeah. Yeah. That's he what feels the boyfriend, guilty because yep. he's been taking money from this guy, but he doesn't do anything for it. It's just right. that that relationship started as a physical relationship. So basically, that what he did. That's interesting. So this is a game of inches that these two are playing. If you don't mind my saying. No, that's actually, and I've never heard that phrase, but it is perfect. And it goes, I mean, you can think about inches in all kinds of ways, but it's, inch, it's inches, yeah. and it's inches. <laughs> yeah. According to, what's his name? Kobe, Kobe Parker. Who's the website you're going to send me to? Oh, um, I'm going to send you to Falcon Studios, Corbin <laughs> Fisher, and Sean Corbin Cody. Corbin Fisher. <laughs> and who? Sean King? Sean Cody. The snowboarder, Sean yeah. King. Yeah, he yeah. has his own. I'm going to send you has, all his porn. It's all, re- it's all redheads. His site's all redheads. It's redheads and red <laughs> bottoms. Yes, of course. All yeah. redheads. All Natural reds. redheads. That's Natural right. Natural redheads. Right. But this is a game of inches. So these two who have my favorite, I think my favorite line in the whole letter is, we've always been open and honest. We've been yeah. together for eight months. We've <laughs> always been open. There's so much time in this relationship yeah. that they have established a pattern yeah. where they've always been open and honest. And we've always said, if we want to open this up, we will always, I mean, yeah, it's hysterical to me, the, uh, the veneer on this relationship. But what I mean by a game of inches is they're each being totally deceitful to the other. But they completely, each, yes. But they each want to hold the moral high ground. Yeah. So they like keep his, the saying, end of his I thing did is, this. And yes. he says, well, I did something too, but it wasn't as bad as what you did. And his final question is, who's at fault? Like, you're right. They are playing this game because that his last question is, which one of us is wrong? Scorekeeping. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. The answer is, you're both playing the same game. Completely. You're basically by, the same person, the two of you. That's probably why is, this isn't going to work. Yeah. No one just offer. As Judge Judy says, no one would just offer to give you money out of the blue. No one just offers you three hundred dollars. No. So, they hope. Well, though, unless it's a much older man who just it, is hoping to keep you around for maybe you know, playing but, a long game. But, the, but that's not free money. I mean, I guarantee no. you, this guy. Also, what's with these quick bursts of money? Is there an addiction issue here? Who Maybe. needs a hundred bucks, two hundred bucks, three hundred bucks bursts? I think I think you're right. I think it's like playing the slots. Yeah. Yeah. There's a little burst of money that's needed here. I wonder yeah. if there's another element going on, a little potty popping going on between these two. If you, you don't never mind know. me saying. Also, like, who is? What? Are, why are you letting a stranger eat your ass in the middle of a pandemic? He is. Who's not? Well. I wonder if it's the safest orifice, but I doubt it. I really it's no, pr- no, because it can be transported through fecal matter. Yeah, and I also have to say this in terms of like STDs, it is one of the safest. It really Make is. Make sure you write down that this episode should be called "Why Are You Letting a Stranger Eat Your <laughs> Ass During a Pandemic." That's the name of this episode. <laughs> and now is just not the time for that. And why didn't we ask that question first? That was really the first question to ask. Yeah. These two That are, is something that there's no way you can do with a mask. These two are both risky and deceitful. Sure. That's what they are. And that's probably how they got together in the first place. But they don't ever want to... They're, they're actually fighting to not be the riskier 
and more deceitful one. If you're that right. Makes they each want to think that they're doing a moral thing. And by the way, yes. nothing you're doing really is immoral except your dishonesty about it. Correct. But they both come from some kind of a background where they judge themselves to Texas. their own lifestyles. Texas. Correct. Yeah. Church, church, church. Mm-hmm. And so they feel that they're... They're also living in that space where they get a charge from behaving badly and then they feel guilty for behaving badly. So they're actually almost acting like siblings in this scenario. (laughs) They're right. Who's wrong? Is he wrong or am I wrong? Are we both wrong? You be the mother, Rana, and tell me who's wrong and who's right here. Correct. And guess what? Well, what is it? Yeah. Well, they're not being honest with each other. Yeah. But neither of them are built for an honest relationship. That's really the problem. No. Wouldn't you say? They, they're not capable. They want to believe. It all goes back, I have to say, here we are Sherlock Holmesing around, but it all goes back to the beginning of the letter. We've always been open and honest. Mm-hmm. They want to believe that they are evolved, mature people right. who are open and honest and anyone can do whatever they want. And they, they're just like you, Brian. They don't judge anyone's lifestyle. Anyone can do whatever, <laughs> whatever they want, whenever they want. Yeah. Just like you, you were saying. It's all normal. <laughs> it's all totally normal yeah. to let somebody eat your ass during a pandemic. <laughs> I am agreeing with you there. I'm that not is not judging, normal. I'm not judging that's normal and allowed. And I think they should all go to the, the party down at the river too with the other 400 people that are there. No, oh, in Missouri in or wherever tubing. they were, Michigan. Yeah. Well, Ozark Lake. Lake Ozark, Ozark, that's right. Yeah. But Lake what Missouri. I'm saying is, yeah, but everyone can do whatever they want. This is America. They can do whatever they want. Okay. That's right. I mean, I'm done with that joke now. But my point is, they are telling each other that they are mature and that they are in a mature relationship and that they're open and they're honest and this is who we are and blah, blah, blah. And then they're sneaking around in every little corner. They're trying to get another little something for them or a little charge or a little, I don't have to ask permission. And, you know, they're mischievous. Completely. And so the answer is, you're both right. You're both wrong. Do whatever you want. Maybe you're just not supposed to be in a relationship with each other or say, in a relationship. Being in, in an op- open and honest relationship, first of all, does not necessarily mean it's a good relationship because you could both just be completely different people, A. B, this could have all been avoided with one uncomfortable conversation before you did it. All this this terrible feeling. And you know that. If you're so open and honest, you could have said... He's offered me $200. I'm going to take the money. Right. But the issue is he wants to do what he wants to do without asking permission. Yeah, well, you can't. So there's a built-in resentment there. Unless Which you, is, unless well, there was so a, I took the, so what? I took the $200 I wanted to. I wanted you, to. There wasn't any th- discussion at the beginning saying like, while you're gone, you can hook up with whomever you want to for money. You know, I mean, I, it just is. Otherwise, then it would have been fine. But I don't know that they wanted this to be fine, and that's where I think you're you're right about the mischief making thing. Because they both want to believe that they're the kind of people that can be in a committed relationship. Yeah, and this really isn't a committed relationship. This is just drama. No, eight months, is. and you're you're sleeping with other people, and you're on the other side of the state for the past three months. So really, that's five months. I I, I mean, I don't I think know. it was one month that they were apart. Oh, it's been one month. Okay. Anyway, who cares? The point is, this is relationship is drama. This is not a mature relationship. Yeah. Anyone, so, and, go, 
Any no. the rules can be whatever they want to be in a relationship as long as everybody feels okay with them. As long I, as everyone's on board. I think yeah. it's pretty rare that everybody's on board for those these kind of rules <laughs> yeah. all of, all of the time. It's true. And I think this kind of behavior, this, um, and again, tell me, tell me truly, honestly. I mean, we're making a lot of jokes yeah. in between here. But is this normal to take money all of the time from people that you meet on Tinder or? I actually don't think, I do think it's, no, I don't think it's abnormal. I don't think it's certainly typical, but I don't, I don't think it's, um, I mean, I've known a lot of people who have done that, who I, you know, do have done that in their lives. And and, um, even in college, I, I had some friends who would do that and it just never really seemed like a big deal to them. But also what you really what you're what you're saying is a hundred dollars was enough to a hundred dollars was difference enough for you to be honest with your boyfriend and not to be. That only took a hundred dollars. Well, that was quite the trip down memory lane, Brian. Rana, it felt like I felt like a fawn in in those cliffhangers. And well, now to yeah. do that retrospective really i mean it just shows how far we've come yeah well for me i felt like now i'm gonna go take a 45 minute bath and then when i'm done with that do a 45 minute zoom dressing down of the staff which perhaps you'll be included on oh i have that thing for the absolute smuttiness that they decided to resurface for classic cliffhangers number one but there we are this is what i'll say rana if you like what you hear and you aren't a Patreon member, what yeah. is going on? You need to go to patreon.com slash askrana and join us in that carriage house. That's you will exactly absolutely right. love it. Answers why, to all these questions and more. Why wait six months for us to put a clip show together when you exactly. could just join us in the carriage house? $5 gets you into the carriage house. We always answer our cliffhangers, of course. Yeah. And we have so much other fun stuff going on. We have a film festival. We have a book club. We have now Rana Reads for the Sauna Privileges people. There's a lot going on. And of course, we always donate to charity, which is fabulous. Yes. we're fabulous. What can we do? But this was really a very fun little trip down memory lane. So we hope you enjoyed uh, our classic cliffhangers episode. I just can't get over how much I've changed since those those letters. (laughs) Okay. That's a wrap, everyone. Nice. Yes. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.